You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. Anna Tigre with me again today. My beautiful blushing bride. You're not, you haven't blushed for you haven't blushed for a few years, right, baby? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, we went out and did that photo shoot uh, last week, and and you weren't blushing then. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was full on back in uh, modeling mode. Back in modeling mode. And that thing, I, I want to talk about that a little bit. I think uh, today, uh, from a perspective of a married couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, modeling. This is something that I think is kind of unique to us. I don't think. Well, I think not a that lot of people that are, mo- you know, the husband's a photographer, wife's a model, right? Know, and that's what that's, that's their that's their one thing they do for fun, their big escape, you know. Right. I think that's pretty rare, but I think there's another underlying element there mm-hmm. that I think everybody, I think every couple goes through, especially couples with kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think what it is is that you get away, like we got away from the modeling thing because we never took time for it. Well, I think that you know, for many years, uh, modeling wasn't just the thing we did for fun; it was our work. Like right. you had a contract with a supplement company, I was contracted as a model, so we worked together, right. you know, and then. It also happened to be something we did for fun as well. And it's like some people play the guitar, some people paint and, you know, some people watch sports and that's what we did. And we used to do that sometimes um, before kids. We were just watching a movie and then we're like, Hey, do you feel like shooting? And so I would go do my makeup and you'd I'd get a set crazy up idea lights. And you go, like, Yeah, yeah, let's do yeah, it. And it was and really we, fun and creative. It was extremely creative and it was something, you know, that we 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 unplugged for from the rest of the world and we just focus on ourselves and what we're doing. And each other. And each other. But we didn't have we work from home, so it didn't matter if we shot until four or five in the morning, because the next day we could just sleep in, right? And then we became parents. Uh, foster parents mm-hmm. and everything Change. changed. Yep. Um, and I think because everything changed because as a child, because now you have, you know, people coming to our house to check to see if you're doing a good job. And then you have <laughs> visitation with biological parents and it just doctor's appointments and therapy, doctor's appointments, appointments and- therapist appointments, you know, and then we went from one to three and it, it really is all consuming, but the modeling part was no longer, it seemed to no longer be a priority because it wasn't a work thing anymore. Well, I, think I an, wasn't working as a no, model no, anymore. There's another part of that too. And what it was is, is you know, as foster parents, yeah. it was, we couldn't get babysitters. Yes, that's true. You know, that's true. Uh, you got to be very, very careful. And I mean, you can get babysitters, but in our circumstances, we really couldn't. And, it's much and, harder. And yeah. then who wants to babysit three under three? You know, right. let's be honest, unless right. you're paying $30 an hour and, it, you know. and so, so it was just something we just didn't do. There was a lot, a lot in there. Yeah. And, and we, and the more you don't do something, the more you just, well, what happened with Don't us? Prioritize. What happened with us is, uh, and I go back to this too. Like I've, you know, I've got grown children, right? And mm-hmm. so I've done the the toddler thing before and the the infant thing before, and and you hadn't done it. And and you know, when you're going to have kids, and and if you're if you haven't got kids but you're going to have kids, 
<laughs> a word of caution, okay? Don't get caught up in the, in the I, I call it the target experience, <laughs> right? Where it's, oh, this will look cute. Oh, we'll do this and like this. Like don't, you don't need, and I've said this before in our podcast, but you don't need a plan for those days. Right. That's the fun part. It's yeah. like, you don't, you know, you don't need a plan for having breakfast in bed. You know, you need a plan for when, Everybody's sick and got a fever, including you. <laughs> yes. And who's going to look after your kids? Right. It's got to be you. Right. You know, you don't have a plan for when uh, a kid starts acting out and breaking things or, you know, you know, doing some sort of behavior that you have to curb and it's affecting sure. the other kids. And, sure. you know, there's just, you, you don't, you need a plan for the bad, the worst days. The worst days, sure. But when you say, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen is, oh no, you're trying to, you know, make it all negative. And no, I'm not trying to make it negative. I'm trying to be prepared yeah. because that worst day will happen and every worst day has happened for us. Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, there's worse things that could happen, but we've had some horrendous things happen for us. And if you don't have a plan, it really disrupts the whole family. It affects your relationship. It affects everything, right? right. It's like when the kids are sick, who's going to ship orders? Yep. You know, when the kids are sick and you're sick, who's going to, and if the kids get sick, you're going to get sick. Mm -hmm. So who's going to, you know, you know, how do you do all these things? What's your plan? And trying to figure out the day of, forget it. And, right. and this is something that I think that nobody realistically does and if you've had kids and you try to warn somebody now you're just being negative mm -hmm. and the reality is, is you're better off having a plan planning for the worst case scenario is just common sense right you know in in all aspects of your life absolutely right and uh because you'll you'll certainly have that worst case scenario at some point and if you're not prepared it I, it affects it, your it affects your whole life yeah and i think you know it, from me, from not having had kids before, um, I can tell, like right now, looking back, there's a lot I could have prepared better. But also, being a parent and being a foster parent is very, 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 very different. Yeah. Um, on top of that, and being, each case is in each case is different. Right. Every yeah. every some can kid, be pretty smooth. Some right. can be every extremely kid not comes smooth. With a different case, but. And then in addition to be a first time parent, it's foster parent is a lot more. And, and so run there's, a business. And right. <laughs> and there's the, the emotional part of it. There's, you know, there's, there's so much more that, that entails. So it really, and then the fact that, you know, well, we just went think about from it. If one if to three. Yeah. If you're a <laughs> biological parent, and you've got a child and your child falls down. Yeah. Okay. And bumps his head bumps his head and he's got a lump in his head okay you don't have to file, file a, a report file a report and right. hope you're not investigated right right <laughs> you know what i mean right it's just oh the kid fell down got a bump in her right. head you know everything that happens like if if one of our kids falls down and scrapes a knee or something at the gym we need a report from the gym right because we have which to, is you know, you know it it makes it sense should like it that. should be like that but because it's just another level of complexity and stress yes, sometimes stress exactly and that's why we never trusted any babysitters with our kids because if something happens it's on us it's, not it's the on us yeah. exactly and so um that really impacted you know and then there was one of the cases we have and that was very very convoluted and you know that so there's all that part that affects you emotionally and i think that you know, some people, they, they can just, they have the ability to just be caregivers and really make sure the child is, is healthy, is cared for, and it's, it's loved, but not truly, you know, 
embracing that child as part of your family, which is what you should do. Mm -hmm. They tell you to do, but then you're reminded all the time that no, you, you shouldn't really care about what happens to that child's future because you don't decide. Yeah. And so if you, if, if you have to say goodbye, you know, yay, just get another one, you yeah. know, and you're like, you get over it. <laughs> okay. No, you, over you know? It. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's not like that. So there was all of that. And so then, knowing what you know about foster parenting. Yeah. If you could go back three years, would you do it again? Actually, four years, because by the time you take the course and everything, that's <laughs> yeah. the number of months. Yeah. You know what? Would you um, do it again? I, I would do it again, yes. I would do it again. What would you do differently? But I would do everything different. Like, I would want to know so much more than I knew going in. And, you know, you take 10 weeks of classes four hours per Sunday and you're basically like rushing through what, you know, so much information. Um, but I wish I had more day to day experience from other foster parents. Mm -hmm. Like it was later on, probably a year ago that I joined some Facebook books, uh, some groups. face groups, yeah, some Facebook groups, um, with foster parents, other foster parents, right? Mm -hmm. One in Nevada and one in Texas, actually, a friend of mine added me to it. And then you learn about, ev like, not two people, not 10 people, but hundreds, if not thousands of people and their experiences. And you get a much better understanding of how, how to prepare yourself going in so you can give your best to this child, but not almost ruin your life, which is... Basically what happened to me is that um, I worried so much for the kids that we were caring for that I went into a depression, which in addition, it, I didn't feel like modeling, <laughs> you know, because it, it felt so trivial to me to worry well, and, about. And this is the thing, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, it's, it's, it starts to, like every conversation was about kids or about business. Yeah. And every conversation about kids was highly charged and emotional. Right. And everyone about business was extremely frustrating and inconvenient because of the stuff with kids was highly charged and emotional. Yeah. And But it's still stuff you still, you don't get to take a day off because... You still have all the stuff you yeah, committed to. Yeah. Right. You know, you don't have, you know, and then you got... Oh man, some of this stuff. That we, anyway, that's a whole nother story. Some of the stupid, like somebody comes and just takes your kid out of a school. Yeah. Doesn't tell you. Right. And then this kid's traumatized for days and somehow you're the bad guy. Right. Like, no, <laughs> you're not supposed to care about you're that. You're not supposed you know? to care about that. Because they have the right to go and take yeah. him out of school and take to meet some yeah. strangers and, and he's never met. And then you tell them this kid's traumatized afterwards and they tell you you're lying. And, right. and it's like, oh my God, you know, really? Are you kidding me? So, so you got stuff like that, but in the midst of that, You've got a customer over here that bought a small and they think they need a medium now. Right. And that's important to that person right. and it needs to be important to you. But in contrast to what's going on with your child. Right. You have it, life threats and you have, yeah. you, we had yeah, it got all. People, you know, trying to take your life. Yeah. And we've had that. Yeah. And, and then somebody's, you know, upset because the purple doesn't look the same as it does on the website. Right. right. Or something like that. And it's just like, okay. Sometimes I, I really you feel very I know that should be important to me right now, but it just doesn't feel like right. it is, you know? Right. And so there's that constant 
tension yes. of doing the best for your customers, doing the best for your business, trying to be organized and plan, and then deal with this powder keg yes. over here that yes. is constantly in a state of flux that you can't control. Yes. And and then, okay, so let's go to bed and make out. Yeah. You know, let's go happen. do a photo shoot. You yeah. Know, I mean, just you're, for just, fun. you're just trying to sort out your feelings at the yeah. end of the day. And so, yeah. and so pretty soon that, that connection that you have, the dynamic changes, right? You know, right. It, it becomes adversarial, you know, right. because this cursed person saying, I know you don't care about purple pants right now, but you need to care about purple <laughs> pants right now, yes. but I don't want to care about purple pants. So screw you in the purple pants. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, honey, that's not the way you, you know, and so it gets, becomes that all the time is I'm pulling you out of the tree or you're pulling me out of the tree. Right. And it stops being us nurturing each other. Right. Cause there's no time for that. And yeah. I think, yes, that was the case as foster parents, but I think that happens with every parent. Yeah, to some I, degree. It can. I imagine, you know, I, I only really have my experience to go by. And it was well, let, it let was me, an extreme experience because we just. Let me make this point. Lulu, your sister. Yeah. They have JT, little, bo little boy. And yeah. that's her entire day. Yes. Okay. And when you had one. It was exactly. That was your entire day. Now we're going to add two more. Are you out of your mind? Right. But we, now for us, one is a walk in the park. Right. I would be just, yeah. Yeah. This is like a holiday. Right. right? And and so the thing of it is, is it, I think that's the same when you have biological kids too. It's no difference. True. You know, in that sense. Yes, the other stuff is there, but for us, it's still, you know, you don't, you never know when, when you're when you, you hit that pillow as fast as you can, you know, if you're going to have sex, that's 15 minutes of sleep. I'm not going to get, <laughs> you know, so can you, can you shave that down to about seven minutes for me? Cause I need to get rest. I don't know when these kids are going to wake up again. You know, it gets like that, right? Yeah. Where it becomes very utilitarian and, and there's not a lot of flowers and exactly. And cooing, yes. you know? And, and so I think that, well, it certainly took a toll on our relationship. Yeah. And because after a while, you know, I started to believe that you just weren't interested in that any longer. Right. You know, and it wasn't the case at all. Right. And, and, you know, so then you try to find time to talk about it, but <laughs> which is impossible. Yeah. yeah. Mom, look, I found a bead. Mom, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jesse's yeah. trying to take my bead, you know, I didn't try to take her bead. You know, it's just like this. Right. Yeah. And so you can't, it's hard to talk. Yeah. But, um, and so I think if there's a piece of advice I'd give anybody is don't worry about planning for the target days, Yeah, you know, and, and the cute little outfits and the fun things you're going to do with <laughs> Billy and, right. you know, don't plan for that. Plan for your absolute worst day. Yeah. What are you going to do if there's no relationship there and all of a sudden your husband gets tempted by somebody at work? What if you're the husband and you get tempted by somebody at work? What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, what, what matters to you now? What? And I think that literally, like for us, I think truly what got us through that really bad phase we had, and it brought us here to and where we're right now. We had a few bad phases, honestly. Yeah, we did. And but every one of them, we worked through it and came out better. Well, I think with us, we just really committed to not give up. To our marriage. To our marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think fr from both of us and... We, this is not our first marriage to, for either one of us. Yeah. And, you know, I think that we both felt at times like, oh my gosh, are we going to make it? Yeah. But neither one of us was going to just throw the towel because we knew that, you know, 
what we have is really special. Mm -hmm. We know the reasons we chose each other. And it's like, as long as this person is willing to keep trying, we keep trying, mm -hmm. you know? And we were both, even when we had discussions that got heated, we were both like, okay, but do you want to keep trying? You might not even say, yes, I, I don't like you right I, now. Yeah, but, I don't like it right now. But can you love me? But, you know, we need to yeah. keep trying. And so I think that's most important because the thing is, is that those things, if you keep trying at some point, you you're able to fix it. You know, I think it, the hardest part when you get there and if you allow it to get there is you're, you feel so neglected, like this person doesn't really care. And the only thing that's going to change that is for them to reach out and do something meaningful and caring. Yeah. Right. But they're just like you. They're right. At the point where they don't feel like they have anything else to give. Right. You know, <clears throat> and so you just have to look at that. And I think, you know, the best thing I heard, and I've talked about it, I think, before in this podcast, and it's the, it's a, a book that I read, and this guy had met this gentleman that was had been married to his wife, and they had this beautiful relationship, had it for over 30 years, they've been married, and they're like a honeymoon couple all the time. And he asked the guy, what's your secret? And he said, well, what we do is every night before they go to bed, they sit down together on the bed, and they say, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how did I do at making you happy today? Mm-hmm. And, and then if well, it was and less than 10, you know, they discussed it and okay, I'll try to do better tomorrow. That is such a good example because here's the thing. And this is one of the, one of the things that you and I found out through our, all of our conversations to fix our marriage is so, most of the time we do for the other person, what we would like to receive, but it's not necessarily what, what that want. other person needs or wants to feel loved and happy. And so you're always Are you thinking- you don't like the ammo that I bought, some ammo that I bought? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and then you were here thinking, why, why would he spend time cleaning the house for me? You know, all I want him to do is come and watch a movie with me mm -hmm. because that makes me feel special, right. right? But you are there cleaning the house because that's what you would like if you were, you know, struggling, you would like a, to wake up and be a spotless clean house and like that. And so you're giving your all, you don't even have the energy, you're giving your all. And then the other person f f seems so ungrateful. You know what we did in, in this, uh, you know, we talked about the last podcast, we talked about starting our Bible study and that, that changed everything for the dynamic of the house. But, mm -hmm. you know, especially with us, because it, whenever you do that, it's a time of self-reflection. The way we do it, uh, again, just in, in case you didn't hear it last time, we sit down and we just choose a word. And so the first Bible study we did, the, the word was service. Mm -hmm. And so you go in your Bible app, your usual version Bible app on your smartphone, and you search on the little search thing there and you put in service, and it'll give you a whole list of verses, right? Mm -hmm. And then you read through those verses and you find the one that, resonates with you in a way that says, ah, this is something I need to work on. Yeah. And then we sat down and say, okay, here's what I believe about service. I read this verse and this tells me, okay, I need to do more of this or more of that. And so what it does is it just humbles you and you, you realize, because I think when there's friction between somebody, they always have something to say. And if you'll just fix that one problem of theirs, everything's yeah. going to be fine. Right. Which is not, not true, true because you yeah. have one and, yeah. you, know, you know, you know, and so you're never going to reach that impasse and or you're going to reach an impasse and you're never going to get that resolved. If you sit down and, and do that self-reflection yourself, 
Yeah. How did I like do your own report card? How did I handle that? How have I served my wife today? Right. Well, what does she need? Well, I don't know. What does she need? Mm-hmm. Anna, what do you need? What right. can I do to help you? Right. And if I just say that, what can I do to help you? Right. Now I can hear from you what you need. Right. And then I can provide that for you. Right. When somebody just says, what can I do to help you? Right. You feel cared for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had a buddy just reach out to me and, and just says, Hey, I know you're going through a tight time here. Uh, we're doing pretty good. Can I send you a little bit of money for the kids? Oh my gosh. And it's just like, and the, the money at that point didn't matter what it was. It was the gestures like, Oh my God. Like I, I just felt so, you know, cause at a time like this, you, you get in that point where, you know, the, the lockdown, the money's tight, everything's tight. And it's just, there's a lot of pressure. You're just trying to not, you know, you, oh, I should have done this. And if I would have done this, we wouldn't be here right now. Da-da-da-da. And how I would have redone the last six months of our life. And and then a buddy just says, none of that matters, dude. What can I do to help? Right. And it was just like my respect for that guy mm-hmm. and how I feel about myself mm-hmm. and how I feel about the world and how much joy and peace that gave me. And it wasn't the money mm-hmm. uh, because that will get gobbled up in a minute. It's that he cared enough. Yeah. And, and and I look at that and I go, how can I do that for Anna? Mm-hmm. How can I do that for my kids? How can I do it for Elaine and Crystal? And how can I do it for friends? And, you know, who else out there needs that? And that's the service thing, right? Yeah. And so, but had we not done that Bible study that way, this is stuff that I know. Yeah. But had we not discussed it in that sense. Yeah. And it's not what somebody else can do for me. Yeah, it's what can I do for you? And if all of us, if you and I are doing that in our marriage, if I'm more concerned about what I can do for you, yeah, absolutely, you're happy. And so when you're exhausted, like my buddy here that sent me, like we're I'm working twelve hours a day, I'm getting no sleep, trying to spend time with the kids, trying to start a new business so we don't get in this predicament again, trying to fix the other one, Mm -hmm. trying to trying to trying to trying to you know, and all this stuff. You know, you're looking into school, and Mm -hmm. Crystal's looking into school, and Elaine's doing everything she can, and 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 like that, and and then this guy just like, hey, dude, I care about you, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. I'm not tired anymore. You know, we're going to come out of this. Everything's going to be okay. You right. know, and it just felt so good. And so now I want to help others like that. You right. know what I mean? Right. And so when we do that in our relationship, when you're at the end of your rope and you're tired and you're scared or whatever it is, or frustrated, wherever you're at with yeah. your day. Yeah. And I go to you, what do you need? Yeah. You know what I mean? It just takes everything away. You don't feel alone. Yeah. And that was always the problem before is that we're coming at each other with a list of things we're not getting. Right. Rather than a list of things that we can do. Right. And when we started that, it's just okay, stuff that didn't matter got set aside and we're doing things for each other. Like like last night I get to work and I open up my lunch pail and there's this beautiful thing of art. I posted it on Facebook. This beautiful <laughs> thing of art that you put in there for me and it's just like oh my gosh and so i i'm sitting out there alone i know i got a long night ahead of me and it's just i sat that on the dash in front of me and i'm just sitting there wow that feels good you know you just really feel loved and cared for and it strengthens you and i couldn't wait to get home and when i got home i couldn't wait to come home and you know i want to do something for you what can i do for you you know and and so i think that that's a good tool i think that's a good way to to deal with things is 
I like the Bible studies because you take something like service, you know, grace, forgiveness, yeah. you know, all of these things that we're, we choose every day and, and we're looking at them and from the perspective of how can I do this better? Right. And when you're doing the evaluating, you, I, I don't feel so badly about myself. It's just a moment of honesty and it's, Hey, I can do this better, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it just makes your relationship better. And then with us, what it is, is the modeling thing. That's our thing. For some people, it might be shooting pool or going for a run or whatever it is. Right. But unapologetically saying, we need this in our life. Right. And going and doing it. And I deserve it. You know, I think that was a part of me that um, it's hard for me to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something that I'm working on a lot because I, I don't until it's almost like too late. Um and I felt like, okay, I committed to this. This is my burden, you know? And so I felt um, like going out and modeling, you know, it was It frugal, becomes about you. You know, and like, I didn't deserve that. Right. And, and, then, and then in the past year, we tried to do it yeah. and our lives were so hectic that Every single time, I mean, I, I mean, full of makeup and hair done and outfits picked and something came up, and came up, work. and we couldn't, we couldn't and, and, and that's go the whole out and, thing. and it's, model. It's, you know, it's not just doing the modeling. And this is one of the things. One of the things that I think this whole shutdown thing, lockdown thing, has changed for me is that just do one thing and do it well, right? You know, and so with the modeling thing, I, you know, you can't. Be get doing, all dolled up and then as you're driving in the car to where right say okay well what are we going to shoot you know yeah you know and, it doesn't uh, work that way oh i gotta answer this email you know and yeah. i gotta oh and answer the kids okay yeah. well yeah we can stop and we'll pick some up on the way home you know it's, you can't do that you have to honor what it is that you're doing and do it correctly and so with the modeling what we did differently this last time is that was our day mm-hmm. we planned everything ahead what we we're going to do the plan fell through because it was actually we wanted to shoot on fremont street yeah and, it was and it's closed. all locked down yeah. police there you know it's all cordon off you can't go in there but we were driving around and we found another spot that was actually even better mm-hmm. and uh and so we were fortunate in that regard but we had planned it and we got everything we needed within probably the first 15 minutes. And after that, it was just fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a really, really great time. We were only going to do the one set. And we decided, hey, off the cuff, let's just, hey, let's go down to the shop and we'll do another one down there too, you know? Yeah. And it was just amazing. And so, and so giving, if you're, you know, doing that thing, if it's going to be that thing, do it. Don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, do it and do it properly so that you be- you get the benefit that you want from it. So if it. it's your time with your spouse, like don't be on your phone and no. looking on Facebook and, uh, you know, like focus on what you're doing yeah, and, and find that thing that connected you before you had kids or before, you know, whatever life change that you had and then go back there, but really focus on being present in, in the moment. And, and uh, the other thing is just what, what do you need right now? Right. What do you need? You know, what can I do for you? You know, and just asking that question, whether there's an answer there or not, just asking the question is just a big, huge reminder that, okay, I, I know what sits on your shoulders, but when you stop all of that and you tell me how important I am to you mm-hmm. by saying, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, like I can make my own lunches, but you make my lunches for me every day and I never ask. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I come out and I'm ready to do it myself and you've already got it made and it's th- these amazing lunches and it's everything that I love. And, you know, I sit there and I just graze on this food all night and I just feel so loved. Mm-hmm. And so I come home and I don't, I feel like a family. Like I feel like I want to engage, you know, even though I'm tired when I get home in the morning, I'm in a good mental place mm-hmm. uh, because I've been alone for 12 hours. Uh, you're, you know, a little bit more stressed. And so I can jump in and help you out. Right. And right. I don't know. I just, I just think it's, if you look after each other, um, seek first to go and find out what your partner needs right? and give them what they need and do that. And they'll, they'll do the same for you. If they don't, you need to talk about it. But you know, if you do that for each other, you can endure a whole lot more crap with a smile on your face and feeling pretty good about things yeah. than just, because you have that connection. Yeah. Instead of just complaining about what you're not getting, you know? Absolutely. So hopefully that helps somebody. We don't, uh, we're not perfect, but we <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> we've been in the firing squad for a while here and we've, we've found some good solutions and that one certainly is. Love, love your, love the people you got around you because they're not going to be there forever, right? right? Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast.